Hello and welcome to the No Easy Way Out podcast. My name is Tony Nash and we are coming to you as always from the Armory in beautiful downtown Owasso, Michigan, home to my company, AZ Business Solutions, where we help grow your brand from A to Z. And we are joined today by the man, Mark Agnew from Agnew Sign Company. Mark, thank you for being on the show. Thanks, Tony. Now, I've known Mark for quite a few years. I think the first time I met you, Mark, and you probably don't remember this, but I was on staff at Emanuel Baptist Church. And I brought a big, giant green bus to you. And I said, I need some letters on the side of this bus. And we've had like four iterations of that bus right. since then. But uh, you were out on North 52 at the time. And we brought the big bus. And you guys knocked it out of the park. And so you kind of became the church's sign and letter people for, from there on. And then since then, uh, we've known uh, known you for a while. I worked at the Comstock and used to come into the Tanglewood all the time. Right. So we had opportunities to talk there. And we've worked on several projects together. We got to tag team the Johnny V's location in Perry. And, and so sometimes we cross paths and we get to work together. It's always been a pleasure to work with you. And uh, personally, you're someone that I look up to as an entrepreneur that's been doing it for a Thank while. You. Yeah, and uh, I think a lot of people in our community look at that. And so we want to talk about your journey here. But it's just uh, it's our pleasure to have you on the show. And so thank you for being with us. Thanks. All right, well, Mark, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about Agnew Sign Company and what you guys do there? Oh, we've been in business 35 years, just about 35 years. We do uh, signs, lettering, banners, wraps. Uh, We like to call it building brands. We take customers from concept to completion, Mm -hmm. but a lot of small projects, a lot of large projects. Yeah, for sure, and we see you guys all over town. Probably, I would say, probably 80% of the signs you see when you drive through Owasso are probably where either designed or designed installed by Agnew Sign. You guys do a great job. Highly recommended in the area. Um, but I love your motto, building brands. It's similar to ours. Ours is growing your brand from A to Z. We work with a lot of startups and new businesses. And there's so many things that a lot of new businesses don't think about when they're thinking about starting a business. And so we try to be kind of a one source solution when people come to us and we can't provide a solution We'll put them in touch with someone else, for instance, when they need a sign. We don't right. do signs, so I'll say, here, let's go talk to Mark Agnew. And and uh, so we try to just be a 360-degree solution. Um, but I know you've explained to me kind of your reasoning behind that motto. And so why don't you tell us a little more what building brands means to you? Building brands, you know, when a customer comes in, a lot of times they want a sign or they want something on their vehicle, and they don't really understand uh, what it means to be consistent. They don't right. understand what it means to have good visibility you know to me visual communication has to be the same throughout consistency right um but it's letting them know what's important Uh, we've had people come in and and uh want to talk about signs and then they decide well you know i might wait for a few months and see how business goes right they have no clue yeah you know it's it's probably the most important thing next to a plan yeah uh, to, to be in business. That's how people so. see you. Absolutely. Well, and you probably come across this, but some people will come in and they'll have two or three different versions of their logo and different color schemes and they change their mind. And so helping them kind of bring all that into a consistent look so that people, when they see their logo, even if it don't even read what it says, like it says something, the logo stands out and the wording and the lettering and all that. And so, um, so yeah, that's uh, something that I think we both share a passion for, and it's something that's real. I mean, a lot of business owners have a great idea and a great uh, concept, but just don't know anything about branding. Right. And so, so I would recommend wherever you are, find an expert that can help you with that. And uh, there's a lot of people out there that know um, how that's done and the importance of it. So right now I want to do something that we always do on our show called This or That. 
give our audience a little bit more of an opportunity to get to know you and your personality a little bit. So I'm going to give you 10 things, and you're going to tell me which one is Mark Agnew. Okay. okay. All right. You ready for this? Okay. All right. Apple or Android? Apple. Mac or PC? PC. Night Owl or Early Bird? Night Owl. Countryside or City Slicker? Ooh, City Limits. City Limits. I'm right in the middle there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You are. <laughs> right on the river. Facebook or Instagram? Facebook. Phone call or text? Phone call. Money or time? Huh. <laughs> time is money. Yeah, that's true. But I would have to say time. For sure. Night in or night out? Well, the older I get, night in sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate. I can relate. I have six children, so it seems like every night there's something going on. And it's not a night out like it used to be, right. but sometimes just a night in and is, is great. Uh, okay, I know you're a big car guy. You're actually one of the uh, coordinators of the Cruise the Pits right. car show here in Owasso. Cruising the Pits used to be a thing when I was in high school. Guys and gals would just drive their cars at this little route around downtown. It was a lot of fun. I try to explain it to my kids, and they don't understand. Like, well, yeah. you mean you just drove and, like, <laughs> it was fun. That's what we did. And uh, So you've brought back this Cruise the Pits car show, and so people bring their cars from all over the state, and then they actually have a cruise, and it's, it's become a really cool thing. So I think I know the answer to this, but are you more of a European exotic car or American muscle? Oh, American muscle. Yeah, yeah. So sure. You got a couple, right? What, what kind of cars I you got? I got a 71 Cadillac with a 472 big block. Got a 70 <laughs> it needs that to pull that thing out. That's a big car. <laughs> it's a bolt, but man, yeah. it rides nice. Oh, yeah. 79 uh, Trans Am. It's all original from California. It's zero rust. Beautiful car. Low miles. And then I got a 67 Chevy C10 that's original yeah you know all patina truck yeah i love that truck is one yeah. I, that is my favorite body style that that era was my favorite body style of chevy and i love how you kind of made it look you know patinaed and clear coated yeah. it looks really sharp um okay chevy or ford oh chevy yeah. chevy guy gm obviously yeah just just as you mentioned there all right this is the big one all right wolverines or spartans hmm spartans yeah well it's easier to cheer for the spartans right now michigan is struggling so <laughs> All right, so now everyone's got to know you a little bit better. I want to talk a little bit about your journey, okay? Every entrepreneur has one, a story of how they came up with the idea and how they got where they are today. And you've been around for 35 years. So how did Agnew Sign become a thing? Well, we started out as Agnew Window Tinting. Hmm. Uh, back in 1985, we were just tinting windows. People, It was something I did on my own vehicles, tint the windows, pinstripe them my dad taught me how to pinstripe a car when i was 12 or 14 years old so i it's something i just was was doing for people for 20 bucks or 40 bucks and <laughs> there's some money yeah, side so, hustle yeah i i tinted the windows on ed mahoney's suburban and he said you should make a business out of this <laughs> I, I said how do you do that yeah we'll go get some business cards made you know so yeah. i did i got i still have some Oh, really? Agnew window tinting business cards That's awesome. from 1985. And so it just kind of evolved. Um, I think the next name was Agnew Graphics, and that stuck for a long time. Yeah. That's what it was when I first met you. Yeah. and But we've we've had 30 different business cards yeah. since then. <laughs> you know, the logo's evolved, and the business has evolved. Um, but, yeah, we started doing graphics. And then the next thing you know, somebody's asking you for a sign. And, and then I went to school for graphic art and design and marketing and, and uh, just kept growing the business. Yeah, yeah. 
and here you are 35 yeah. years later and nice big beautiful facility <laughs> and got some cool toys now that you probably didn't have when you were just tinting windows right. makes jobs a little bit easier makes your capabilities a little bit bigger um and i love the vehicle wraps that's something i've always been intrigued with um you know i've even thought about the vehicles i have would it be worth wrapping with my business my business is a little different that it doesn't appeal to the average person it really when it kind of appeals to businesses but i, I love seeing the car wraps in the process you put some videos online of how you guys almost make it look like it's a paint job and i, I still can't i mean i helped a couple of buddies put some logos on the side of their door and i can't do it without getting bubbles and, yeah. and that's just the logo and you guys are wrapping these whole vehicles it's a pretty cool process it is a process the guys have taken a lot of training doing it but we're wrapping at least three vehicles a week right now wow and color change is kind of a new thing it's a different material altogether you don't print you can buy it cast in color and we just did a jeep we took it from burgundy to metallic black and we pulled all the trim, the mirrors, lights, glass, blinkers, any anything that could come off the vehicle. We took it off, and everything's wrapped around inside. And yeah. Reassemble it, and you can walk up and touch it. You can't tell it's not paint. Wow. That's pretty cool. I didn't know that was a thing. I've wondered about that before, but that's pretty neat. So <clears throat> being in business for 35 years now, we are almost a five-year-old company. So we're just babies here, and we're figuring it out every day. We've done so many things wrong. <laughs> I started in my, you know, little office at my house, and, and we're growing. But um, I think 35 years from now, I just think, wow, I, I want to still be doing this. I enjoy what I do. But I'm sure over that time, you've learned a lot about what to do, probably some things about what not to do, and have probably have some secrets to success. So I wondered if you might be willing to share uh with our audience so some of the things you've learned over the years that have helped you be successful for 35 years i think the one thing that sticks in my mind that's that was a something that i made sure i did was baby steps i i never until just recently <laughs> 35 years later yeah uh, but i always i never jumped in both feet not knowing you know when I rented the building that we just moved out of 20 years ago, mm -hmm. I rented it and didn't do anything with it for six months because wow. I wasn't sure that I would be able to maintain that. And I wasn't going to go in there and then walk away from it. Right. So I rented it. That wasn't an option. Yeah. I just, I kept doing business from our, from a garage behind our house while I rented the building. And after six months, I realized that I can, I can sustain this. So we moved everything in. Yeah. And that was just part of my plan, my, you know, baby steps. Yeah. Make sure you can do it because the worst thing would be to move in and then move out. Yeah. You know, that's a tough thing. I know for me, like I, I consider myself to be a visionary. Like I'm always thinking of new ideas and new fun things I'd like to try. I look at other companies like mine and see some of the things they're doing. Like, man, I'd like to be able to do that or I wish we could do those things. So I have found it to be very difficult to take those baby steps there has been twice now in our five years that i felt like we were on a wave of momentum you know and i believe and i call it mighty mo like ride that momentum and utilize right. that momentum but uh, if you don't ride it uh if you don't ride it the wrong right way it can it can hurt you and i watch shark tank a lot and they're always saying don't grow too fast i'm like grow too fast like, what does that even mean and of course you learn <laughs> 
you know, so there's been a couple times where we've expanded a little too fast or hired uh, a couple people that we didn't weren't quite ready for yet, and we've had to kind of scale it back. Uh, like you, I'm, you know, I'm not an optic. Quitting is not an option. Right. So you have to be honest with yourself and say, all right, I tried this. I moved too fast. This isn't working. So let's pull it back. But that's a difficult thing to take those baby steps, especially, like I said, if you're an idea person. Oh, it is. There, there's been times over the years that I wanted to buy a, a new piece of equipment or hire someone, but it just wasn't in the cards. Right. I could have done it. Yeah. And and taken a, a bigger risk, but to me, it was more important to just keep that cash flow. You know, the, the way you're doing things is working. Mm-hmm. If something breaks, you know, if you we we run two large format printers. If one breaks. I'm going to replace it. Yeah. But to add a third, something we could do. Yeah. We're going to add a piece of equipment sometime in 2020. Yeah. And I don't know what that is yet, but I'm taking my time to figure it out. To know what the right move is. Yeah. I think that's excellent advice. And that's something that I admittedly have struggled with and really try to uh, take things at the right pace and grow at the right pace and like I said, I don't want to let the momentum get out ahead of me and then find myself in a situation where we can't keep up, but finding that sweet spot. And I think there's probably no pad answer for how to do that. You just have to kind of each business and each entrepreneur is different. And you probably just have to kind of dip your feet in the water, see if it's ready and start walking in and, and just be honest if it's not working. Well, being busier than you can handle is a good feeling when you go home at night. Yeah. Knowing that it's there for you tomorrow. Yeah. And to me, that's always been there's been times when we've hired someone or and, and couldn't sustain it and that keeps you up at night oh yeah because you want to take care of your employees yeah. you want to make sure the paycheck's there but to me it's not worth <laughs> right. you know putting somebody on because you got a big job right i'll wait until the job's over and see what the next job brings yeah that's great advice that's excellent advice um so i think that um Taking those steps, those baby steps is important. And I think, and maybe I'm wrong, I think you're probably past at your at your stage of business, you're probably past the baby step point. Now, a lot of the steps you're taking are big steps. Like you said, after 35, 34, yeah. you, you jump into this really big building, double, triple the space, uh, but also increase your capabilities. So <clears throat> on top of that, what are some other things that you've come across that you say, these are a must in order to stay in business for a long time? In order to keep it going, what are some other things you've learned along the way? Well, the marketing, you know, website, mm-hmm. Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I find Facebook just to be way more valuable than mm-hmm. than a website. Yeah, Website's got to be there for a simple information. But for search engines and for people being able to find you. But, yeah, I mean, Facebook is uh, a way to keep people, like, fresh in the moment. What's going on right now? Yeah. But your Actually. question was, what what do I find at the things I need to well, do? Well, yeah, what are some other things? I mean, I know you said the baby steps. And what are some of the other things you've learned along the way that uh, have helped you stay in business as long as you've been? Taking care of your customers. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, this. here's the one thing about business. To be in business, you have to be several things. you got to be a, a good marketer. For sure. A good business person. You have to have a skill or a task or a product. But you also have to be a really good manager mm-hmm. and an employer if you have employees. Mm-hmm. You take one of those out of there. Let's say you take out the people person skill. You're not a good mm-hmm. people person, but you have a good talent. Mm-hmm. You might not have a 
an easy time at it because the customers walk away from you. Absolutely. So you have to be all those things. Mm-hmm. And you can work on one that you're not good at. You know, there's books. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I think that having all the right skills, and people don't realize it. When you see a business like open up and then they close and you wonder what happened. Yeah. Maybe they just weren't a good people person or they weren't a good manager. Yeah. You know, they spent all their money and they got and they went broke, you know. Yeah. There's a lot of reasons people go out of business. Well, you hear all the gurus say, focus on your strengths and hire your weaknesses. I'm like, yeah, that would be great, but I can't afford to hire my weaknesses right what now. What if your weakness is, is a manager? Or is hiring. Yeah, you're not, you're not good at it. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, I think uh, first got to improve yourself. First got to get to the point where you're like, you know, I'm not good with people, but let me take a class. Go to a Baker College and take a class on interpersonal relationships or public speaking. Find a way to get better at that. I mean, improve yourself. If, you know, if it... If your problem is your product isn't quite right, find a way to improve that product. But when you're starting out, especially, like, I mean, I was in business for uh, a couple of years before I ever could bring on an employee. And even when I brought on my first employee, I was like, I don't know if this is time, but I knew I needed help. Um, but there was no hiring my weaknesses. Like, I had to address right. my weaknesses and make it work. So if you're listening and, and you're an entrepreneur and you're like, you're by yourself right now or you have just one or two people, the hiring your weaknesses is a great thing if you can do it. But if you can't, then you got to figure it out. And yeah. your business will only be as good as you. And so if you don't work on improving yourselves and improving those weaknesses, uh, you're going to struggle with I, that. I found when it comes to the hiring over the years, I mean, when, when I first hired my, my very first person, it was a friend of mine who was on the fire department. And he had a 24-on, 24-off job. And then he had every every third shift, he had three days off. Yeah. So I, he didn't have to have a full-time job, which was beautiful for me. So he worked 15 to 20 hours a week, and I was able to spend time with him. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times people hire somebody 40 hours, and now you're struggling to keep them busy. Yeah. When you should be struggling on other things at hand, right. you're working on keeping this person busy, and it's tough. So For sure. For sure. So take your time. You know, uh, it, it's, you know, I'm a, I'm a parent. And so you can't expect your two-year-old to do adult things. And I have a kid in college just this year. You can't expect an 18-year-old always to do adult things. Right. And so you take the time to grow them. And, and so your business is almost like having a baby, you know, and you got to start small and, and nurture it and grow it and figure out what's going to make it more healthy. And, yep. and, and a babysitter uh, is the person to help you. Yeah. And you, you screen them. Right. You know? So you got to find that person that's willing to help you. Yeah. Sometimes it's a, a relative. Yeah. Hey, I'll work for a couple hours. And I did this too. There was a lot of nephews that I had and friends that would help me just do an install. Yeah. Just one time thing, you know? Yeah. So it helps you grow. And I like your babysitter analogy because, you know, <clears throat> I hear a lot of entrepreneurs complain, ah, oh, my employees don't care as much as I do. They never will. Your babysitter is never going to love your kid the way you love your kid. Right. Right. So even if you have a great employee, they're not going to have the same heart and passion for the business that you do. So you have to drive that. It's Just like I said, if you if you if you find that great babysitter, they're they gonna love your kid, and but they're not gonna love it like you love it. No, you know. So there's a there's an aspect of finding great people that care about what they're doing and care about you and care about your business, but that passion that you feel for it, it's never gonna be that for somebody else. I don't think it'll never be that for an employee. But th- there's a different passion that an employee has for sure, 
and that's loving their job. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that only happens when you take really good care of them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I found, so I have a friend who has a sign shop uh, out of town, and his turnover rate is crazy. I yeah. mean, every month, couple gone, couple new, mm-hmm. you know, so he's constantly that's training. Tough. It <laughs> is tough. And him and I talk about it at length, and, you know, I always tell him, why don't you take care of them? Give them a raise. Yeah. Give them a little bonus. Uh, let them know when they're doing a good job. You know, yeah. my guys really take care of me. Yeah. You know, they're there right now working, getting jobs done, and they love their job. You know, they, they work hard at it, and I reward them. I, there's things that I do uh, that they really appreciate. Mm-hmm. So when they come to work, they they appreciate their job and yeah. and I get I guess that better babysitter. Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I agree with that. We've had a couple of podcasts about hiring the right people and also about how to motivate your employees. And certainly, money is paying them better is one of those ways. But there are a lot of other ways too. Just treat your people right. Oh, yeah. Appreciate them. Tell them how much you uh, value them and show them how much you value them and don't only praise them in public, but praise them one-on-one. Yeah. It's so. little things like we do fresh fruit Monday. Yeah. Only this Monday I forgot to get bananas. So I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of in the doghouse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Little things like that. People just look forward to it. It makes them feel like they're part of the team. And so I think those are all really great things. Um, you know, I have a statistic here. It says, according to the SBA, the small business association of America, of small businesses fail in the first year. That's a lot. And 50% fail in the first five years. So in your experience, why do you think so many businesses fail? I think it goes right back to that, those those facets that you have to have, those Mm -hmm. skills you have to have to be a business owner, which Mm -hmm. is knowledge or maybe, or the management, uh, if one's missing, yeah, you know, someone might have a great skill, but put their business in a bad location, yeah, and and if they didn't uh, think about it or or uh, do marketing research, you know, where's that business going to do its best? You know, you don't sell sporting goods in an industrial park, right? For instance, right? You right. got to be in the right location, yeah. So the thirty percent that fail could be location, yeah, management. Or just not taking that baby step, spent way too much money to yeah. start. and Und- Underfunded, yep. trying to spend more money than they have at the beginning, um, not allowing the business to grow the right way. And it's hard, to, you know, the baby step thing is hard to do in some businesses. Some businesses you have to buy the equipment. Good example is Foster Coffee. Yeah. Um, you would think that a business like that is the business that you have to invest and get the storefront and open right now. Yeah. But they did baby steps. Yeah. They did the farmer's market for years yeah. and created build that. A, build an audience. That, yeah. Yeah. Then they open, and it's just phenomenal where yeah. they're going. Yeah, and they just opened their third location in, in the capital of Michigan in Lansing, right on Michigan State campus, and they don't appear to be slowing down anytime soon. And uh, I know I've talked to the owners at length, and we have a great relationship with them. They intend to open 10 stores uh, in 10 years or something like that, and it's a great vision to have, but... But, but Nick and John have both said we want to do it at the right time. We don't want right. to get out ahead of ourselves. And so that's a challenge. And, 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 the, and the other thing I'd like to say is from my percep- perception, Mark, I mean, for you to have done it for 35 years, um, I can be certain there have been a lot of bad days, a lot of even probably bad seasons. 
And I think there has to be in you a commitment that I'm just, I'm not quitting. I'm going to do this. But even those days when you're really, really committed, like I'm, this is what I'm doing. There's still days where it's hard. Mm-hmm. And I had a day recently, I shared on my podcast a couple of weeks ago, I had a day recently, probably first time in, since I've really been open, but I just felt like it was a tough day. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to do this anymore. This is tough, you know. You know, I get offered jobs regularly that could make a lot more money than what I do now. Uh, and I worked those jobs. Um, and but, but what allowed me to just say, no, I'm going to just, this is just a bad day and push through it is, number one, I'm committed to this thing. But I think the passion I have for it is what helps push through that commitment. What are the things that have helped you when you've had bad days and bad seasons? What are the th- what's helped you kind of be committed and push through that? Well, just knowing that it's going to be there tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I mean, they make a new day every morning. Right. <laughs> and, and you can always, there's always a solution. Yeah. You just don't see it. Mm-hmm. And, I, I mean, I've seen that. I mean, I've gone home at night you know, can't sleep because there's a, an issue or a project or how am I going to get this done Mm -hmm. manpower wise or, you know, and you just find that there's resources out there. There Mm -hmm. is Mm -hmm. for every business, for every issue, Mm -hmm. there's a resource or a solution. Uh, It's just whether or not you see it. Right. Or willing to look for it. Willing to look for it. But again, I think that's where commitment comes in. Like you have to say, I'm committed to this thing. Right. I'm not going to, I'm not going to entertain the idea of giving up. And it doesn't mean that you don't change directions. You've changed names a few times. You've changed locations. Uh, you've changed your logo. So there's growing and maturing and all of those things. But none of those were a result of quitting. All of those were a, a result of growth. And Correct. I'm committed to this thing. And, and I've heard you say this phrase, business for life. You know, this yeah. is what I'm doing. And uh, I think that so many people feel like because I, I had a bad day or I had a bad season or I'm not growing as fast as my competitor or I'm not... Uh, growing as fast as other businesses I've studied or you start comparing yourselves to everybody else and then you get on social media and you look at other businesses and then you really start comparing yourself and you just want to give up and those things are real but I think there has to be that commitment I'm doing this thing I'm right. doing this thing I, I'm curious to know what are some of the biggest setbacks and you're 35 years what are some of the biggest setbacks that you had where you just kind of felt like oh this is tough and I don't know how I'm going to get past this we've had a lot of little setbacks I mean, that's one that sticks in my mind was 2012. There was a house in front of our building that was owned by our landlord. And, and it was just blocking our view. Um, it was always a problem with parking. And what do you do? You know, do you, yeah. you move out or, or come up with another plan? And my plan was just go talk to the landlord. Yeah. You know, he was renting the house out for 400 a month. I said, I'll pay you 400 a month to tear it down. Yeah as long as I'm there. Right. And he agreed. <laughs> he just said, you pay for it. Yeah. And then pay the rent. And, and, uh, he signed a paper that he would give it back to me if he ever sold the property. Yeah. And he did pass away and his family knew he said that. And they, they gave me the money back. Really? Which was really a nice gesture. They didn't sure. have to. Yeah. No, but that house, we tore it down and that was the solution and it changed everything. I mm-hmm. mean, from that point, it was just like, we had storefront visibility now. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that house that was there. Yeah. yeah. I remember that now that you say it. So that was another just, so that was a challenge. That was yeah. your question, challenge. Um, yeah. 2008, 9, and 10 were yeah. a challenge. Yeah. 
um, for us, if we weren't making signs, we weren't spending money on materials. Right. So we did see a slowdown. Our sales were half in 2008 what they were in seven. Mm-hmm. And then in... in uh, that was right around the time of the whole right. depression, the GM, the crash. Yeah, that's when 2008 I was the same. I mean, I'm sorry, nine. 2009. In 2010, it started to come back up. So we just yeah. rode it. You yeah. know, we tightened our belt, rode it, and came through. But the biggest challenge that I've had in 35 years was cancer. Yeah. And it was a personal challenge as far as the business goes. But it certainly affects the business. Yeah. yeah. Well, my guys stepped up to the plate. They ran the meetings. They did the quotes. They did the jobs. They did everything. I mean, we still made money for the six months that I was gone. And I owe that to them. That was, yeah. I didn't worry about it. I was worried about myself. Mm-hmm. And, and I talked to my son every day, you know, how things were going, and they handled it. Just took care of it. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. That can help you sleep when you know people are taking care of it, and that goes back to the whole thing about having the right people. And <clears throat> I remember when you battled that, and a lot of us were praying for you, but it was an inspiration to see you kind of just push through it, try to keep a positive attitude. And right. So. Six years clear. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, so. You know, I think what I'm hearing in all of this is, yes, there are challenges. Yes, there are bad days. Yes, there are bad seasons, sometimes even bad years. Um, but staying committed. Right. Staying committed. I have this big uh, canvas behind me that you can see. It says, remember why you started. Right. And I, I see that every day when I walk in here. It's very important to me because I have a very specific reason why I did this. And I want to remember that. And on those days when it's tough, I remember, okay, this is worth it. This is worth it. It doesn't mean that there aren't days where it's hard. And like I said, even days that you might want to quit. But that commitment to say, I'm doing this for life. This is my thing. Yep. Uh, that will help. And so if you're out there listening and you're thinking, man, I'm just, I just, I'm done with this thing. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> Try to really take a moment. Think about where you're at. Think about why you started. And then maybe think if there's a way to solve the problem you're having get creative re-innovate reimagine rethink uh even if that means the brand's got to go in a different direction or the brand's got to go uh you know a different location all of those things are possibilities but uh don't quit yeah don't quit stay the course there's so many resources to do what you just said with the internet and yeah today i mean in 1985 i didn't have that no. there, i didn't oh, ha- no. i had a party line at home if anybody knows what that is. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> that's where you pick up the phone and your neighbor's on it. And you have to oh. ask them if you can use it. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. that's all I had. I mean, you had dictionaries mm-hmm. and a thesaurus. That's the library. Yep. Yeah, I try to tell my kids that, you know, even when I was in high school, there was no such thing as the Internet. Well, I think it was a thing, but no, nobody knew what it was. So, you know, just having to find ways to get things. And we were watching this movie the other day. It was set in the 80s and... Uh, two people were both on the road for a week and the joke was well it wasn't a joke but the, it was funny to us because they said well i guess i'm not gonna be able to talk to them for a week because they're on the road and they don't have a phone <laughs> to my kids that's like well why don't they just call on the cell phone you right. know? so we're in a different world for sure well you know you mentioned remember why you started yeah for me in 1985 i was stripping roofs mm-hmm. and i was on the crew that stripped them then the other crew would come in and re-roof the house mm-hmm. and there was a guy and I'd been doing it for three years after I got out of the Navy. And the one guy there 
who looked like he was 70, was only 45 years old. But he's in the sun every day. And when you strip roofs, it's hard to wash that off at oh, night. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, after a few years, you, you can tell what you do. Yeah. And I knew I didn't want to do that. Yeah, for the rest of my life, yeah. Oh, I have a similar story to that. And I think it's just important. You know, I know for me, I worked in the hotel industry. And it's a 24-7 gig. And I just missed so much with my family and my kids and my church, which is something I'm very committed to. And I just realized that work was my life and I didn't have a life. My, that was my life. I was at work. Right. I mean, and you know, as a patron, you, you'd come in there at 10 in the morning and I'm there eight in the morning and then you'd come at 10, 11 at night and I'm still there. And that was my life for years. And so I just realized I got kids and I only get this time with them once and I wanted to make that count. And so just remembering, and I think you need to have a why. <laughs> if, right. you, if you've never thought about why you're doing this, you should probably stop and think about this. So what would be, uh, if there's someone out there listening, Mark, and they're just on the verge of giving up, on the verge of quitting, they're having just rough times, what would be some advice you could give them or, or some encouragement? Oh, and, and I guess it doesn't matter what type of business you're in, or maybe it's a venture, maybe it's an organization, but if you're thinking about quitting, yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. I mean... There's always a tomorrow. Yeah. There's a solution for everything. And right. you, you might not figure it out today, but tomorrow you might. So you, a lot of people make quick decisions. Right. Because they want to do it before they go home. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times they regret it. Well, sleep on it. Sleep on it. Yeah. That's good advice all by itself. Just <laughs> sleep on it. Give it some time. Don't panic. Don't underreact. Don't overreact. But just yep. think about it. And that's excellent. So at the end of it all. What does success look like to you? Success. Oh, going home at five o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> right back to what you said. I mean, yeah. success is uh, family. Yeah. And knowing there's work tomorrow and going home at five. Absolutely. And yeah. having that freedom to be able to do that. And the guys will listen to this and say, he goes home at four. What is he talking about? <laughs> <laughs> so going home at four is really success. Really like he's ultra successful. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I think that it's important too. you know, you hear all these, again, the gurus talk about success, 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 and success, I believe is, is defined individually. What might be success to you might not be success to me and vice versa. So I think you need to determine when you're working towards something, what is that? What is success for you? If it's money and if it's, you know, getting rich, then you might have a different way of approaching your business than I might. If mine is going home at five o'clock to me, there's certain things that are more important than that. And so it goes back to the whole time or money thing. Right. Uh, in relation to your business, Mark, what is your proudest achievement to date? In relation to the business, um, my proudest achievement is reaction. I love reactions. Yeah. You know, like when you present your customer with a new sign and that, you know, they had a vision. Yeah. And they couldn't explain it to, to maybe somebody else or maybe they hoped you'd get it. But when you did it and you knocked it out of the park, a huge home run Oh yeah, reaction. That's I awesome. love that. Yeah, me too. Well, can you think of a specific example of one that really stands out to you that a customer had a vision and then the first moment you showed them that sign, they were just blown away. And The you, Lebowski Center. That's the an amazing sign. sign. And that was a collaboration of, I mean, we, we had to do engineering and steel work and electrical, you know, so SLH was involved, SLH Metals and yeah. Corona. Ludington Electric here in Owasso, um, our our company, several others, yeah. and and we 
pulled that together and it took a long time i mean i'm just talking about the the marquee yeah. restoration yeah. yeah and it's amazing it's yeah. amazing it was really cool on that project there was a hand painted on the side of the sign it said uh long sign company and it was like 1947 or something like that so we did some lettering underneath it in the same style that said restoration you know 2015 with all of our names you know slh Ludington, agnew that's awesome and that's we awesome. left the, you know the original lettering there it's pretty yeah. cool yeah the sign is beautiful they actually took a, a watchfire led sign and incorporated it into an old 1940s 50s marquee right and it's seamless it looks almost and the way they even put the letters on there looks like an old marquee but they have the option to do other things and that was that was a big challenge you know the challenge was the sign had to be flush mounted and lining up the channels i imagine yeah, <laughs> yeah and well the we did the artwork that that gray grid yeah that looks like the old bakelite letter hangers yeah that had to be there so we designed that and that took i went down there like 20 times and did measurements oh i imagine and then until we got it right and now they just drop that in as artwork and then letter over it yeah looks like the old sign and yeah it, it was a neat project and it got featured in league of theaters magazine and and we actually won watchfires top 10 installation of the year yeah Award. That's awesome. Well, it's certainly evident that you love what you do. You wouldn't have done it for 35 years and still going if you didn't. But what do you love most about what you do? Something different every day. Okay. It is something different every day. New people, new challenges. You know, you're not just running hot dogs through a Franco-Matic. And I used <laughs> to do that at Farmer Pete's. Yeah. <laughs> so Shout out to Farmer Pete's. Yeah. I don't even know what that is, but <laughs> Franco Matic makes the hot dogs. Yeah. And I used to run it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, I yeah, I, I agree with that hundred percent. We I'm not like a routine guy. Like I, I one of my first jobs, my, my father's worked in the same factory for forty plus years, God bless him. Yeah. I don't know how he does it, but um he's faithful to it and um has an incredible work ethic. But I um worked there right out of high school, eighteen years old, and literally just stacked boards at the end of a line all day and i'm like how do people do this and it made me realize i can't do the same thing every day so i love every day is just different than the day before so yeah well mark i always ask all of my guests this um we all have that little one piece of advice that we give to everybody but what is mark agnew's best piece of advice well you know the the this is on my facebook page the good things in life are free but you still have to work for them yeah great advice excellent advice i never heard that you said that was on your facebook page yeah yeah that's really cool well again thank you for being on the show i know we could talk for hours on these things and we've had conversations even leading up to this but um i'd love to have you on the show again and talk about some more things and keep up the good work but why don't you give our audience an opportunity to know how they can reach out to you and find agnew sign company oh yeah our website is agnewgraphics.com our Facebook page is Agnew Sign Company or Sign Co. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's pretty much it. Our that's, phone number is 723-4621 or 725-SIGN. 725-SIGN. So if you're looking for, if you're in the area and you're looking for a great sign or looking for some great branding, I highly recommend Mark Agnew. Um, we can help you get a hold of him or you can use the information that he said. Uh, you had the opportunity today to listen to an entrepreneur 
who's just been doing it for 35 years and has had some tough days and has had some great days, but through it all has been committed. He's had the endurance. Uh, he's viewed his business as a marathon and not a sprint, taking the time, taking those baby steps to grow the right way and grow at the right time. And we live in a world where we have so much access to information and we see what everybody else is doing, so we want that. But take the advice today and grow at the pace that you can grow at. Don't burn yourself out by overcommitting yourself uh, and don't do things that your business isn't quite ready for. Look at that business like a child that you're growing and, and teaching and, and, and nurturing to get it to the right spot. And uh, one day you can look back and say, you've been doing it for 35 years. We hope here at AZ that we can do it. We certainly are committed to it. And uh, again, Mark, we appreciate the, you sharing your story with us and sharing your nuggets of wisdom. And I'm certain that that will be a help to somebody listening today. Yeah, I hope so. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, again, thank you for joining us today. As my mother always said, you can't and never could until you tried. So go out there and try something great, my friends, and don't take the easy way out. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.